Hi fam. Hello, hello, hello family. You know, I'm coming here with a word and I'm going to just tell you like this little short story that happened. So the other day I'm in the kitchen and I'm washing dishes and I'm lit with my music on and my AirPods and I'm just lit. And my daughter walk in. So when she walk in, I got to take the AirPod out because I got to hear her. So when I looked at her, after I took the AirPod out, she was like, I got a bump and it itches. It was like a little bump on her chin, like a little mosquito bite or something. So I'm like, okay, scratch it. And she's like, so she scratches it. But she's looking at me like straight face in my face. Like just her face is straight. And she's just scratching it. So I, so she was like, but it hurts when it, when I scratch it. So I started laughing family because I'm just like, <laughs> is this really, is this really what this is? Like, Lord, like this is really what this is? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like immediately the lord like started talking to me like but my children do this to me like my children come to me and i'll give you the wisdom to do it you know what to do but then you wait for me as if i didn't tell you what to do like he tells us what to do and we just be standing there like waiting for waiting for him to be like okay now right and there's nothing wrong with waiting with the okay now. I'm not saying this because I'm saying something's wrong with it. Nothing is wrong with waiting for the Lord, right? To, for leaning on his understanding. You know, coming to the Lord humbly as a child and waiting for him to give you the steps to execute the plan. But what I was saying here to tell you is, is that the Lord already gave you wisdom to do what you need to do. These lessons that the Lord has taught you, you thought he was being hard on you, but you've gained such wisdom from the, the, the trials and the tribulations that you were in. You have wisdom to now execute the plan, right? Like this, if you're trying to lose weight, right? And you've been eating horribly, your diet has been horrible, right? And you've been praying to God and you've been asking him like Lord help me lose this weight I just want to lose this weight I want to lose this weight well you already know it's in the food that you eat if you're not exercising you know it's because you're lacking in exercise you're, you're lacking in the self-control so now what you have to do is you have to go within yourself right and you got to have a conversation with the Lord and you got to say Lord I lack self-control help me with this self-control Lord I know that is the fruit of your spirit it's self control and i need self-control lord i need to be able to control myself i know i don't eat right i know i don't exercise the way i need to and i need your grace lord because your grace is sufficient so uh, if you had that conversation within yourself then you allow god to lead you you allow god to execute the plan wait there for him you know i laughed at my daughter because i was really sitting there like is this really what this is like is this like parenting is a very special time it is a very unique time <laughs> in your life because you just never know what your child may come and tell you you might not never know what your child your child might say you just don't know it, it's just like you'll watch them grow into their own person it's just like a um it's a blessing in that but it also helps you so much on your walk and your journey because it'd be little situations like that that begin to build you up because you see how a child is. Like, she really came in the kitchen and really waited for me to tell her when to scratch it. And then once she was just like, okay, well, it hurts when I scratch it. Then, okay, well, let's go get you some cream. Like, she leaned it on my understandings and not her own. And that's what God calls us to do. But 
when he's teaching you what to do, it might hurt. It might hurt. But now you have gained wisdom. Now that she has, she knows that, okay, my mom got some itch cream. Now she knows the next time she got a mosquito bite or something. That, all right, I'm going to straight go to my mom and get the, the itch cream. I don't even got to scratch it. We're going to just put this cream on it and it's going to stop itching because now she has the wisdom. And the Lord is saying in these trials, I've given you the wisdom to do what you have wants to do now. Now you can go ahead with that business because you have wisdom. You have the discernment that I have been teaching you all this time. He wasn't being hard on you. It was just that he was teaching you how to keep the blessing. How to be able to sustain the blessing. You get what I'm saying? So I want to go to First Kings. Let's go to First Kings chapter. No, can we go to Second Chronicles first? Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter one. Solomon asks for wisdom. And listen, I don't know about you all, but I went, I always ask the Lord for wisdom. I'm like, Lord, give me more wisdom. Give me more wisdom. But then the Lord will put me in a situation to where I have knowledge and I have understanding. And with my knowledge and understanding, I gained wisdom. You get what I'm saying? I was able to gain wisdom because of the circumstances that I was in. Because of things that happened. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you're asking God for wisdom, things are going to happen for you to gain the knowledge that you need. Okay? Wisdom is, 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 is a gem. Do you hear me? You, you want wisdom because wisdom will save you from a many, of, many of situations. Once you got wisdom, you make wisdom your best friend. No longer will you be making them, 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 them little silly mistakes you was making about a couple years ago, a couple months ago because you're going to learn. You're going to learn. Can I uh, tell you a story about when I was little? When I was little... My dad had told me, he was like, he, it was like the 4th of July, and he had some sparklers. He told me not to touch it. I can remember this still. He told me not to touch it. And what did I do? Me being curious, I picked up the sparkler. And it burnt me, y'all. <laughs> it burnt me. But now I know, don't touch it. Now when he said don't touch it, I wasn't going to touch it because I learned. I At that young age, I made wisdom my best friend on that. Okay, it's high. I'm not going to touch it. Okay? I'm not going to touch it. And that is what God is Abba. He is Abba. And Abba will tell you not to do something. And when you do it, aka when you sin, and then you realize, okay, I shouldn't have did this. Now you gain wisdom. Now you have understanding. If you're reading the word of God, right? If you're reading it and you're, you're, you're asking the Lord questions, you're like, Lord, Holy Spirit, lead me, teach me, show me how to work, how to live in this, this world. Show me how to represent the kingdom of God, right? He will give you the knowledge in his word. Then he'll, he'll give you revelations. That's the understanding. And once you execute it, that's the wisdom. 
You use wisdom to make wise choices. I'm not going to be for the streets no more because God's word says the fruit of the flesh is partying, drinking. It's stuff like that. Fornication. Uh, all of that. I'm not going to be in my flesh because in my past life, I remember where that got me. I'm going to use wisdom on why, not I, why I shouldn't do that. I'm not saying that it won't be times that you're not going to make a mistake. I'm not saying that you're going to just be perfect. I would be lying to you if I said that. But what I can, what I'm telling you is, is God will get you on the right path. He, the serves a, a good work in you, will bring it to an expected end. Okay, it's going to come out the way God told you. Just trust the process. But you gotta love wisdom. So let's let's read this. Solomon, son of David, took firm control of his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him and made him very powerful. Right there, right, right, right there. Solomon, son of David, took firm control of his kingdom. The Lord is placing the kingdom in front of you. He's placing your, 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 your desires, the desires he has placed within you. I'm not talking about your own selfish desires for your own selfish gain and your own selfish ambitions. Not them, but the, the, when you have delighted yourself in the Lord and he has given you your heart's desires. Meaning he has told you what his plans is for you and now you desire it. He's saying he's going to make you firm in that. I'm going to make you firm in that. I'm going to make you powerful because now you understand the process. Now you understand the assignment that I have put before you that this is not about you. This is about my kingdom. Now I can trust you with the keys. Now I can give you this authority. I don't know about you, but I have a vision, right? And I suggest that you get a vision and you make it plain. You write down your plan and you make it plain, right? When you spent that time in the prayer spot with the Lord, he's telling you, he's giving you a vision about yourself. He's giving you what, you, what, what you're supposed to be. You get what I'm saying? Who you are supposed to be, who you are supposed to serve. When he's doing that, right? Write it down. And you know, it's, it, sometimes you're going to want to hurry up and get to it. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Sometimes you're going to hurry up and get to the plan. You're going to try to do it yourself. But just sit back and surrender and rest in God's presence. And he will do the rest. He will do it. Just sit at his feet and let him feed you his word. Let him teach you. Let him give you the understanding and the wisdom and the knowledge. Because as he gives it to you, he is preparing you for what he has shown you. So you can be powerful. So you can be firm in the kingdom. That's what he wants for you. He don't want to just throw you into into what he has for you. And you're not well equipped for it. He don't want to do that. Solomon called together all the leaders of Israel. The generals, the captains of the army, the judges, and all political and clan leaders. Then he led the entire assembly into the place of worship in Gibeon. For God's tabernacle was located there this was a tabernacle that moses the lord's servant had made in the wilderness david had already moved the ark of god from kareth jerum kareth jerum to the tent he had prepared for it in jerusalem but the bronze altar made by bezel son of your and grandson of ur was there at gibeon in front of the tabernacle of the lord so solomon and the people gathered in front 
of it to consult the Lord. There in front of the tabernacle, Solomon went up to the bronze altar in the Lord's presence and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings on it. I want to tell you something. As you get in wisdom, there is sacrifices that you have to make. Do you see? He said he, he, he and he said he, he went to the Lord's presence and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings on it. It's a lot of things that you are going to have to sacrifice. I'm not going to fraud you. I'm not going to lie to you. The Lord is going to tell you, lay that down. Put that, nail that to the cross. Carry that. Cause that's not that's that's not what I have for you. That's not that's that's not that's not the desire. He gotta take the selfishness out of you and make it selflessness. You hear me? You gotta become selfless in this walk with God. Because the Son of Man did not even come to be served, but he came to serve others, to pour his or his life out, to die on the cross for our sins. So when you become firm on this on this on this foundation in the kingdom, you have to know that it's not about you. It's about serving. It's about service. It's about how you are able to pour yourself out to people. It's about that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say that they're Christians. But a lot of people don't want to carry that cross. A lot of people don't know that you are supposed to sacrifice your life. Lay your life down and pick up the the life of the Lord to follow him. And Jesus was so selfless. So selfless. He was on the cross saving him a soul. You get what I'm saying? He's telling people, I'm going to see you in paradise. And he and you know he is in it. He is beyond excruciating pain. And he still is about his father's business. And that's what you gotta know. You gotta still be about your father's business, even when you are in pain, even when the world around you is just crumbling down at your feet. You gotta be prepared and, and stand firm in God's word. And when I say be prepared, I'm talking about staying in the word of God. Praying without ceasing. Praying on every occasion. Because you gotta, you got to be able to serve. That's what you got to do. Serve. Serve. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said, What do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. The Lord right here, right now, he's saying, What do you want? What do you want? Ask. What do you want according to his will? According to his purpose? What have you seen in this vision of yourself? What has God showed you? And he says, ask. Ask for it. But I want to teach you something about Solomon. Solomon replied to God, you show great faith, great and faithful love to David, my father. And now you have made me king in his place. Oh, Lord God, please continue to keep your promise to David, my father. For you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? Selflessness. David ain't asked for fine cars, nice clothes, 
a whole bunch of a uh, 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 what, 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 how I want to put this. He didn't want his wife to be bad. That's not what he asked. He didn't ask for a big booty wife. That's not what he asked for. He didn't ask for that. He didn't ask. Oh, can you? Can I have just er, all the money? Can everybody just pay all their taxes to me? Can everybody just serve me hand and foot? But he said, "How can I serve?" Lord, teach me how to serve your people. How can I serve them? How could I possibly govern these people? It's your people, Lord. How can I be selfless? How can I be selfless? How can I pour into your people? That's what Solomon asked for. Teach me. Show me. If you get into the word of God, the Lord will teach you how to be a queen, how to be a king over his people. (laughs) That's what he did, y'all. God said to Solomon, because your greatest desire is to help your people and you do not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies for a long time. Or a long life, but rather you ask for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people, I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested. Ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. Ask for knowledge. Ask for that. Because that's what's gonna you that's what's gonna sit you on the firm foundation is the wisdom. Is the knowledge. Ask for God. Ask ask God for it. He will not rebuke you for asking him that. He won't. He will give you what you're asking for. He said. He said. Because your greatest desire is to help your people. And you not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies. Or for a long life. But rather you ask for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people. So the Lord said, since you was about my business. Since you was about your father's business. I'm going to bless you with what you asked for. And then I'm going to give you a double portion. Because not only did you ask to bless my people. But since you blessing my people, I'm going to bless you. Because I can't let you outdo me. I can't let you outdo me. I'm sitting you on this firm foundation, says the Lord, to show you off, to show off my great riches, to show off my great splendor, to show off my my redemption, to show how I can clean your filth. That's why I'm sitting you on this firm foundation, says the Lord. That's why. He just needs that your desires, your heart's desires, right? Because everybody always says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. Child, people be up asking for cars, asking for houses, asking for clothes, asking for men, asking for whatever. Right? And I'm not telling you that the Lord won't bless you with that. That's not what I'm saying. But your greatest heart desire should be, how can I serve your people? How can I serve your people? Lord, even if you bless me with this wealth, how can I serve your people? Lord, even if you bless me with this car, how can I use it to serve your people? Even if you bless me with this house, how can I serve your people? You got to ask the Lord, say, Lord, take out anything in me that got selfish, that's a selfish desire, that's for my own fleshly purpose. Anything of me that will get in the way of what you are trying to do, remove it, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I received that one for myself in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, 
humble yourself but to humble yourself before God and he will lift you up in honor. He says, I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested, but I will also give you wealth, riches, and fame, such as no other king has had before you or will ever have in the future. So see, he blessed Solomon with so much. He said, ain't nobody going to see this (laughs) because he gave him so much. And as you start reading on with Solomon, you, you just keep reading he blessed them so much. He said, since, since you, you asked just for that, because you could have asked me for anything, but I heard your heart. The Lord says, I heard your heart. He said, I will give you the wealth, the riches, and the fame. I'll give it to you. I'm going to give you what I know you can handle. Because I am with you. So be prepared. God is changing your life. And he's doing it swiftly. One day, you, one, one minute you're going to be laying in your bed. Next thing you're going to be waking up to room service. Because God's that good. One day you're going to be driving. Today you might be driving your hoopty. Tomorrow you might be driving your Tesla. Because the Lord is saying, now I can trust you. Now I know that you will further my kingdom. Now I know that you you won't be trying to flaunt your wealth and your riches, but you will build my kingdom. Now I know I can trust you. I had to take it all away because I see the greed. I see your selfishness. I see how it was always about you, you, you. I see that and I had to take it from you because I needed you to know it's about me, me, me says the Lord it's about Jesus it's about lifting his name so everybody can draw he can draw everybody to him lift up his name that's what he's calling you to do as you lift up Jesus name everything else will be added unto you the wealth the riches the fame all of that will be added unto you once you start lifting his name up you understand that don't 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 come to people with your own selfish desires but go with a purpose as I'm fulfilling my kingdom assignment I'm on a mission to save me a soul I got a quota (laughs) I got a quota when I get before the Lord I need to meet my quota I need him to know okay you 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 went down there was bumpy in the beginning but my redemption came and I see what you did with my redemption you didn't use my redemption for your own selfishness but you used my redemption to set your 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 brothers and sisters free I see you releasing the prisoners I told you I see you telling the captives that they will be released I see that and the Lord says now I'm gonna bless you for it I see the pain and the grief that w- that that you had to deal with, and now I'm blessing you for it. I see when days when you couldn't even have the strength for yourself, you still poured out to other people. I see that. The Lord says, "I see your tears at the midnight hour." I see that moment where you felt forsaken. 
And now I'm going to bless you for it. Just ask God. Say, Lord, give me more wisdom and knowledge to keep this thing for your people. Give me what I need so I can keep feeding your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Then Solomon returned to Jerusalem from the tabernacle at the place of worship in Gibeon. And he reigned over Israel. Solomon built up a huge force of chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses. He stationed some of them in the chariot cities and other near near him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as plentiful in Jerusalem as stone and valuable cedar timber was a common as a sycamore fig, sycamore fig trees that grow in the foothills of Judah. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Sicilia. Yeah. Yeah, the king's sorry, the king's traders acquired them from Sicilia at the standard price. At that time, chariots from Egypt could be purchased for 600 pieces of silver and a horse for 150 pieces of silver. They were then exported to the kings of Hittite, the Hittites and the kings of Aram. Do you say the Lord blessed them? Do you know that, that, that Abraham had bank? Did you know that? Did you know that Isaac is the child of the promise? So since Abraham had bank, Isaac had bank, right? Did you not know that Jacob had bank? Did you not know that? Listen, anybody that tell you you supposed to be broke because you love the Lord, the devil is a liar. Because the Lord knows that you need finances to further his kingdom. He knows it. The Lord, he knows that if he wants you to go give a word in Egypt, that you need the funds to get on the plane to go to Egypt. He knows that. You got to understand that it's the love of money that is the root to all evil. It's when you love it. And can I tell you something that the Lord told me? He said I had to, because it was a time the Lord had to take my finances away from me. He had to, oh, he had to take it. Because he said you loved it. It was an idol, so I had to take it. And you see, you got to be careful. You got, I'm not going to say be careful because still pray to God and ask him to remove your idols. But when you start seeing stuff shifting, know that God's removing your idols. <laughs> okay? I would tell her all the time, Lord, take anything from me that is not of you. And the Lord took my finances because I loved money. I felt like money could fix all of my problems. And the devil is a liar. Only God can. God can fix my problems. Yes, I, I need money, obviously. You know, I do. But it's not that I love it. I know that I can live without it because the Lord made me live without it. <laughs> I know that it's him that provides for me and not the money. It's times that I ain't have, I had zero dollars and zero cents. And I was not wanting for nothing. You understand that? Zero dollars and zero cents. I'm in the negatives. And I wasn't wanting for nothing. Because it's God who provides for me. And, and he had to take the money away to make me realize your money don't provide for you. That ain't nothing. 
It's I, the sovereign Lord, who provides for you. So once that's for somebody. Once you can get that, you'll get that financial break that you're looking for. You'll get it. And I pray that you receive it in the name of Jesus. If you go to chapter 2, it says, Solomon decided to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord and also a royal palace for himself. He enlisted a force of 70,000 laborers, 80,000 men to, to quarry stone in the hill country, and 3,600 3, foremen. Solomon also sent this message to King Hiram of Tyre. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when he was building his palace. I am about to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God. It will be a place set apart to burn fragrant incenses before him, to display the special sacrificial bread, and to sacrifice burnt offerings each morning and evening on the Sabbath at new moon. At the new moon celebration and at the other appointed festivals of the Lord our God. He has commanded Israel to do these things forever. Mm. So you see where he said he has commanded Israel to do these things forever. Forever. When the Lord blesses you with this, this, this. Oh, he is going to bless you. When the Lord blesses you with these things he has promised you because you got the vision remember and if you don't got the vision it's time to have that talk within yourself have that vision it's time for that vision to begin to be executed that's what the Lord was saying to me it's time for the vision to be executed but always keep God at the forefront always be prepared to build a temple in the honor of the Lord to set up an altar always be ready always honor god with your money honor him build your his kingdom up with your finances further the kingdom because that's what it's about even when the lord got you stepping out right and say if you like you some gucci say if you like gucci if the lord has blessed you to buy some gucci right it's because the lord wants you to look good while he doing while you doing his work don't just be like, oh, I just, I just, I just do this because I like to put something on. No, take pride in yourself because God wants you to look good doing His work. Remember, Jesus was despised and rejected for us, for us, so we can live on this earth as kings and queens. He humbled Himself so we could, so we can reign with Him. So remember that. Don't just be like, oh, I got, don't be just rubbing it in people's faces. Oh, I got this. Oh, I got that. Oh, yeah, I got, I got, I got me three Lambos. Don't do all of that. That's not what the Lord blessing you. Not to flex on your haters, not to flex on your enemies, but to further his kingdom. Keep God first. Always be ready to build something for God. Always be ready to have a plan to, to further the kingdom. Everything you do, keep God on your mind. Keep him on your mind. Let me tell you something. If the Lord blesses you with a new car, every chance you get, give him glory for it. You know, you might be at the car while somebody somebody might like it and give him your testimony. Let me tell you about it. It was a time I had to walk around on foot. But God be the glory. You know, it was one time I couldn't even afford my car payment. 
but God gave me the finances to pay this car off. Like I tell you about Jesus for a second, because that's what my God's name is. His name is Jesus. I tell you about him. In every opportunity, use your blessings to lift Jesus' name up. He said, if you lift his name up, he will draw everybody to him. I'm going to take you to that. Give you just a second. Give me a second. Um, John is John 12, 32. And if I am lifted up from the earth. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to read out the NLT. I read it out the New King James. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. If he is lifted up, he will draw all people to himself. Oh, just give God the glory for everything he does. I don't care if somebody like, oh, I like your nails. Can I tell you about a time that I couldn't even afford, I couldn't even, I couldn't even afford to clip my nails? I could I didn't even have the strength to bite my neck. I was so weak. But can I tell you about how my God gave me power? Can I tell you how I how he has mounted me up on wings as eagles? You get what I'm saying? Oh, you look good today. Can I tell you about my Jesus? Because it was one it was a time where I ain't never looked this good. <laughs> it was a time that this was just the farthest thing from my memory. Can I tell you about it? Can I show you this picture? Can I show you what my God did for me? That's what the Lord is looking for. That's what he's looking for. Hold on. Hold on, man. My big family. I'm so sorry. I got distracted for a second. Because I thought it was an emergency. But it wasn't. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so... That's how the Lord wants you to just lift his name up and he will draw everybody to himself. All he wants you to do is spread what he has done for you. You get what I'm saying? Just tell everybody what he done for you. Ask the Lord, but like, Lord, give me a word to uplift your people. How can I serve your people? That's what the Lord is looking for. And then he will bless you with the things you've seen. You've, close your eyes and I'm pretty sure you have pictured yourself where God has said you were supposed to be. You have a vision where God said you're supposed to be. And as you do what he told you to do, he will He will do what he showed you. Lift his name up. He's about to blow your mind and he's about to change your life. Can I take you to Ecclesiastes chapter 9? And I've been listening. I, this bird been brewing in me. It's been cooking in me, y'all. And I just been hearing this Bible verse, and I'm like, oh, it's, "This is a word." Verse eleven. I have observed something under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. People can never predict when hard times might come, like fish in a net or birds in a trap. People are caught by sudden tragedy. Here's another bit of wisdom that has impressed me as I have watched the way our world works. 
There was a small town with only a few people, and a great king came with his army and besieged it. A poor wise man knew how to save the town, and so it was rescued. But afterward, no one thought to thank him. So even though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. What they say will not be appreciated for long. Better to hear the quiet words of a wise person than the shouts of a foolish king. Better to have wisdom than weapons of war. But one sinner can destroy much that is good. Mm. But you see right here where it said in verse, what's that verse 11? Towards the bottom, it's like 11, but it's right by 12. If it's 11-ish. And it says, it is all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. And the Lord is saying, it's your chance. I heard him say that. He said, it's your chance. It's the time. And it's your chance. Make him proud. Have that in your mind. I just want to make God proud of me. I just want him to be proud of me. Family, I just want God to be proud of me. I want to get before the Father. On that day of judgment, when I have to stand before him. And I really, truly want to hear him say, well done. That's all I want. That That's that's what I strive for. It's just to hear him say, well done. Oh, God. Even though I don't deserve it. Even though I don't deserve it. For God to humble himself and tell me, well done. I ain't going to cry, yo. I ain't going to cry. But for God to humble himself and tell me, well done, when it was all him, all him. But the fact he wants to just share his glory with me, that's what I keep my mind on, is well done. How can I get this well done, Lord? Use me so I can hear you say, well done. Can you imagine what it's going to feel like to hear God say, well done? You look in the Father in his eyes. And you, and he says, well done. I'm proud of you. You ran the race. I knew sometimes it was hard. I knew sometimes it was weary. But you trust me. You trusted me. And I want to give you a well done. Oh, Jesus. Mm. I'm stretching out. Okay. I'm going to be. Oh, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Because only God knows. But what I can say I think I would do. Is just. I would probably just stretch out. On the altar of God. I would just be like. Lord. <laughs> don't ever leave me. <laughs> Let me just stay here. Let me just stay here. And then just. Oh, you know, I think it's in Revelations where they take their crowns off and then they place it at the Lord's feet. Like, that's truly it. Like, the Lord is crowning you, but humble yourself and lay the crown back at his feet. And watch him bless you because you can't outdo God. You can't outdo him. You just can't. Hold on, let me read this to you at the KJV. That it says, this is still, uh, Ecclesiastes 9, verse 11. I've returned and so under the sun that the race is not 
to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet the bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happened to them all. All of them had a time and they had a chance. What do you want to do with your time and your chance right now? What do you want to do with it? It's time to execute the plan. It's time for it. You, it. It's your time and it's your chance. Go make God proud. The Lord says he releases it to you. He releases it all to you today in the name of Jesus. All he needs you to do is receive it. Receive this time and receive this chance. We are releasing it to you by the power of God in the name of Jesus. It's not about how many. Oh, can I take y'all here for a second? Because it's not about how many times that, that, that you ran a race and, and you didn't you didn't measure up. You didn't get first place. It's not about you watching everybody being blessed before you and you thinking that you're never going to get the blessings that God has for you. It's not about that. But you know what it's about? You know what it's about? It's about renewing your mind. It's about the constant renewal of your mind. It's about when you fall, you renew your mind to get back up. When you come weary, you renew your mind to be strengthened. You don't lean on all your failures, but you hope in the future. You live in the present. That's how you renew your mind. And God had to teach me that. Because you know how many times I fell? A righteous man. What is it? How many times a righteous man fall? Hold on, y'all, because I want to give you the right scripture. I want to give y'all the right scripture. Proverbs 24, verse 16. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. See, you fall. But what counts you as righteous is that you get back up. That's what makes you righteous. Renew your mind knowing that. Renew your mind knowing that what makes you righteous is that you get back up. You get up again. You just get back up again. That is what counts you as righteous. Renew your mind with that, okay? Renew your mind with that. That's what else is going to help you with this chance and this time is the renewing of your mind daily. Renewing your mind daily is what is going to help you. So, I want to pray for y'all real quick. And then I'm going to let you go. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm coming to you, Father. Humbly, but boldly. Asking that your will be done, Father. Asking that your kingdom come. That your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm praying for this person, Lord, that's listening to this word, Father. And I'm praying that you strengthen them. I pray that they take this time and this chance that you have given them, Lord. And you execute the plan through them. That they succeed in the mission that you have given them on this earth, Father. That they succeed in the assignment that you have given them, Lord Jesus. And Father, I just thank you. I honor you and I praise you. And I just give you all the glory, Father. I shall lift your name all the days of my life. 
And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Amen, 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 family. I love y'all so, so, so much. Because I'm going to let y'all go. I love y'all so, so, so much. But let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.